Hello and welcome to The Beat with Bennett Bogus and Christopher Gadomski. Today I'm going to be trying to convince Bennett that The Wall is a better album than Dark Side of the Moon. Obviously, two fantastic Pink Floyd yeah, albums. Yeah, I love both albums, but because The Dark Side of the Moon is such a well-known album and The Wall isn't really doesn't have such high acclaim, mm-hmm. I just want to make a case for it. Yeah, I feel like The Wall definitely has, and this is my stance on it, so we can start off with this. The Wall, I'd say, has better individual songs, like The Thin Ice is a great song, yes. Comfortably Numb is a great song, All the Another Brick in the Walls, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But my stance on it is that Dark Side of the Moon is, in total, if you listen to it all the way through, it's a better experience, and I'd say better, just better instrumentals, just more yeah. skill. So, throughout this podcast, I'm going to try and convince him that the beat should just be what he loves. So, we're going to start off with just a little bit of a background on The Wall. Because The Wall is a rock opera, Bennett, and that means it tells a story. It's also a movie. It is also a movie, because, and it's... it's uh, have you seen the movie? I have not, actually. I've seen clips. So, that should be pretty good. But all, uh, like, an hour and 44 minutes of it just tells the story of the protagonist called Pink. Mm-hmm. And Pink is a kid, and his birth happens in In the Flesh, the very first song of the album. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to The Thin Ice, and The Thin Ice is, is kind of a song, and it just talks about the mother, which kind of sets up like the relationship between the mother and the son for the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. And I do have questions about, I think there's a later song in the album titled Mother Itself. Yes. And I would like you to tell me about that one yeah. when we come to it. So then it goes to another Brick in the Wall part one. Obviously that's about school. And that, that's about school. And because really the what the wall represents is how Pink, the, the kind of the protagonist, separates himself from society because of all these things that happen. And these things are like his mom school like woman so you don't, we almost witness the evolution and the yeah. growth of this character we we kind of see how he started and how he became who he he did mm-hmm. yeah i can or, definitely see that yeah i can see how because dark side of the moon is such a popular album so people who aren't big pink floyd fans mm-hmm. definitely almost like go into that album saying like i'm going to like this but so earlier you said another brick in the wall was about school but i think that's actually part two Mm -hmm. part one was about how his dad left so that was really the first thing that kind of made him build the wall was that his dad his dad left because i think it was i think it was the war but it, it isn't really said clearly but the last lyrics of the song are just, all in all, it was just another brick of the wall. It was just another brick of the wall after describing how his dad, his dad left. Mm-hmm. But so then after another brick in the wall, it goes to the happiest days of our lives. And the happiest days of our lives is kind of interesting because it just talks about school, but it also talks about summer. It has a very summer vibe. And it, it kind of w- looks like, just looking back on the children because yeah. it's called the happiest days of our lives. So maybe yeah, while Pink is singing like... this, he he looks back on his childhood and he says it's great because a couple of lyrics are, uh, when we grew up and went to school, they were 
teachers who would hurt the children in any way they could, pointing their desertion upon anything we did, and exposing every weakness, however carefully they hid hidden by the kids. But all in town, it was well known that when they got home that that night, their fat and psychopathic wives would thrash them within inches of their lives. So it definitely looks like a reminiscing so, song. While it sounds really happy, the lyrics kind of cast a much different picture. How he, he even calls this the happy days of our lives, but he says the teachers weren't good, and when the teachers went home, the teachers were not fault because their wives would like beat yeah. them. Yeah, and one thing I would say about this album is Raju Waters, he is the one who wrote it. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> lead vocalist and bassist of Pink Floyd. He's coming These to Atlanta. These are definitely... Huh? He, uh, Roger Waters is coming to Atlanta in his Us and Them tour. I did not know that. Yeah. I saw actually, just to kind of view off of it, I saw, I think it's called, I think it was Aussie Floyd, which is one of the most renowned cover bands of Pink Floyd. And I know there's Brit Floyd and some other ones like an American cover band, but Aussie Floyd is known to be one of the best. And that was absolutely fantastic yeah so it's the music it's it's stunning and what i was going to say was roger waters this definitely is some like these are some of the deepest lyrics and the most meaningful out of because i'd say definitely more than dark side of the moon these lyrics mm-hmm. actually mean something a lot more yeah and it and it means something in a way that's easy easy to see because when you if you look at something like eclipse like what is he like actively saying mm-hmm yeah. But if you look at a song like uh, Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, you you can easily see that he's not talking about education. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about education. So the next song on the album is Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, and that is what's about education. And it's the ones that have the choir. A funny story is that when he recorded this, he went in to a school and he's like, hey, we're Pink Floyd, can we have your, your choir? <laughs> and within the day, they had recorded that that section of it oh wow which just kind of shows just how right the song was because yeah it was just kind of pointless yeah so and this this is one of the more famous yeah definitely Pink Floyd songs another book in the wall part two mm-hmm. this is definitely like a famous yeah. one i'd say so, fourth most yeah because that was so the part one was kind of the first brick in the wall was like his father left then another brick in the wall part two was school and how school kind of made him and then mother is really interesting because mother kind of just just talks about his relationship with his mom Mm -hmm. and because the lyrics go kind of like call and response where he asks his mom mother do you think they'll drop a bong bomb mother do you think they'll like this song mother do you think they'll try to break my balls Ooh, uh, mother should i build the wall so that kind of just shows how he's like asking his mom but then the way his mother responds in like the, the uh later is like hush now baby baby don't you cry mama's gonna make all your nightmares come true mm-hmm. come true and then mama's gonna keep you right here under her wing she won't let you fly but she might let you sing yeah so, one one thing i wanted to say about the song was since obviously in the wall these transitions between the songs are so seamless and you don't yeah. notice so I was listening to Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, which is obviously one of the famous ones, one of the yeah. really uh, fast-paced good ones, like almost a chant-type song. Yeah. And so that was a fantastic song. And then there's about 25 seconds of silence, and it goes into this, mm-hmm. I'd say, depressing. It's it sad. Is. It's haunting. It really is, because the mom like, kind of says she's going to stifle her son. She's going to 
um, she's not gonna let him roam, and you kind of see that later because in another song he describes like I'm gonna like run wild because I was never able to before, mm-hmm. and then it's so this song is just kind of another brick in the wall because he asks his mother, "Mother, should I build the wall?" And then when she responds, "I'm gonna keep you under my wing," all that is just not. Yeah, and it does show Pink's innocence. Yeah, and how definitely. He, he's definitely not a fully grown person yet mm-hmm. because he wants this. What would you call yeah. it? This acceptance from he his does, mom. especially because his his dad left, mm-hmm. and and then later on he he asks his mom, uh, "Mother, do you think she's good enough for me? Mother, do you think she's dangerous? Mother, will she tear your little boy apart? Ooh, ah, uh, mother, will she break my heart?" So that's talking about like woman, which is seen in another song, and then his mother says, "Mom is gonna check all your girlfriends for you." Mama won't let anyone dirty get through. And then this kind of theme of, like, cleanliness yeah. comes up again in the album. And we do see this, like, in another book in the wall. We see how yeah. the mom is this perception of, like, a perfect mm-hmm. world for your son because of yeah. what happened with his dad. And then in these other songs, we see how his personal life is a lot deeper yeah. and a lot worse. So then the next song is Goodbye, Blue Sky. And this song is is kind of a short short song it's it's like i think it's like 40 seconds it's it's really really short this is one yeah about the album there's a lot of just i don't even know some some songs that are like 30 seconds some songs that are like comfortably numb which are like six to seven yeah because comfortably numb is like six minutes and this song is like like two less than a minute yeah around that and but so this one is kind of just when it's when it really starts how because before now, things haven't been great, but it's really kind of been, like, acceptable and kind of painting a picture that's, like, good. Mm-hmm. But in this one, Goodbye Blue Sky, it, it asks, look, mommy, there's an airplane in the sky. And that's what I think is war. So, like, war mm-hmm. happens because then it's like, do you see the frightened ones? The falling bombs. Mm-hmm. Why did we have to run for the shelter when the promise of a new world unfurled beneath the clear blue sky yeah that's that's one thing before this song there were hints like in another yeah. book in the wall that this wasn't a normal life yeah this is like the loss of innocence yeah they were just hints but this is the yeah. first song where it actually shows what's mm-hmm. happening and how this is really going to change the whole course of the album so but now i i kind of have to i i going over every song is kind of important up until now but now a kind of a lot of themes come up twice so the mm-hmm. next song that i think is important is young lust because that this is the ninth song in the album yeah the ninth song in the album and what young lust does is it it shows how he now like wants to break free from his mother mm-hmm. so we're definitely going through the development of yeah because it, it, he's lost his innocence and then because he, remember how he said, mommy's going to make sure no uh, dirty woman gets through. Yeah, and, and then, then we in actually this have song, doing it the says, verse. Like, like, ooh, I need a dirty woman. I need a dirty gal. So he's rebelling against his mother because this is like what he thinks he wants. And you could say this is in part all the chaos that has yeah. taken place because of like the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing about this album that I would say is definitely a lot better than Dark Side of the Moon, and you have convinced me of this, is that there's a lot more story. And there there's, is. There's a reason that this uh, this album was made into a movie. 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely deserving of it, and it's a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic album. And it's also so deep, because if you take the words as they are, then it's it has a completely different meaning than if you do something else. So the next song I think that is important is um, Another Brick in the Wall, Part 3, just mm-hmm. because to kind of complete that that saga. Yeah. And what happens in this... And this is a short song. Yeah, it's pretty short. But it kind of fully shows his rebellion because the lyrics are, I don't need no arms around me. I don't need no drugs to calm me. When I see the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. no pun intended. And you could definitely say yeah. that that is the uh, the album cover. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think I need anything at all. No, don't think I'll need anything at all. All in all, it was just bricks in the wall. So he's saying that everything yeah. before, like his innocence, his dad leaving the war, his mother's stifling relationship, has just made him build this wall. Mm-hmm. And and once he even again, says he realizes like what this wall has done when mm-hmm. he says i've seen the writing on the wall like it's separating him from society because like the wall like metaphorically is his way of dealing with everything and he builds it up but he's separated from everything else mm-hmm. and we do see the recurring theme of all in all just another brick in the wall yeah from all poets of which that. is kind of like apathetic it's like it doesn't even matter it's just it's just gonna happen and I'm just gonna get more He's cold. just accepting it at this point. Yeah. And then Goodbye Cruel World is I'm what do you think about this song? Just I'll I'll tell you the lyrics. It says Goodbye Cruel World, I'm leaving you today. Goodbye, 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 goodbye all you people. There's nothing you can say to make me change my mind. Goodbye. I think this is it's definitely good that it's not the last song in the album. Yes. Um This is definitely how long is this song? This song I think it's it's pretty short. It's like it's like a minute. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, these songs, and after this song is actually "Hey You" and yeah. later on "Run Like Hell," mm-hmm. and all these songs that kind of take a depressing yeah. tone. And so, so, oh yeah, one song I did want to talk about is "Is There Anybody Out There?" Yeah. And these so are all that, songs that, co- of that comes up. That comes up soon. But I I think this song is him debating like suicide which mm-hmm. is really deep and really touching, which you'd never even get close to, like, seeing in The Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. So if you really listen and you really, under like, kind of understand everything before it, this is, like, him saying, like, oh, my gosh, like, my life is so terrible. And, and if then, you listen to Hey You and Yeah, and then in the next song, there. Hey You, it he, I think it's him standing from the top of his wall and realizing that he's he's all alone. And he asks if anyone can help him, if anyone's there, because he feels... Like, he's isolated, which he is, because he's mm-hmm. built this wall. And I think what you're talking about, how he's built this wall and he's climbed to the top and seen over and seen that there is nobody, we see in the lyrics, but it was only just, it was only fantasy, the wall was too high. So it definitely shows us how yeah. it's not a physical This is wall. This is his realization of what happens. And it that continues in, is there anybody out there? This is one of my favorite songs from the album. He's, it's definitely he's, a song of hopelessness. Yeah, he's he's just saying, is there anything we can do? Mm-hmm. So then, also on the album is Comfortably Numb, which kind of just describes him. It's one of their biggest hits from the album. And it, mm-hmm. what happens in this song is it's him, and he, he overdoses. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he's supposed to play a show, 
but he can't because he's overdosed. And you'll hear like a different voice come in, like, oh, like, oh, we can help you. Yeah, and if like, you do actually just nod watch. my head, just nod your head if you can hear me. Is there anyone home? That's the doctor t- telling him. Mm-hmm. And then like just a little prick, that's him going in. So that's the doctor. But then Pink is saying like, there's no pain. Like I'm finally happy, which is terrible. Yeah. His, his entire life has forced him into like such such a state where the only time he feels at peace is when when he's like on the floor yeah in this chorus the uh, there is no pain you're receding yeah this is i'd say my favorite chorus out of every yeah. any pink floyd song i've ever listened to it's absolutely fantastic yeah this is definitely my favorite pink floyd song mm-hmm. and it's just overall this is i'd say one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. and it's, so they did that because there was a show so that's kind of why the next song is called the show must go on mm-hmm and then the next song is In the Flesh, which doesn't really apply to the whole story, but but it's a good it's a good song and it just kind of shows This is another one of those songs yeah. where you don't really realize yeah. it's happening. This this is one of those songs that doesn't jar out at you, but when you realize that what this song is saying is it's kind of mocking his audience. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, you think you could go to a show when all this stuff just happened, like he just OD'd." Yeah. And so then I know you said Run Like Hell is like yeah, one of your favorite songs. One so of my favorite songs by him. Run Like Hell is, I mean, just from a, uh, yeah, from a, um, not even like a, how do you say this? Looking at the lyrics, mm-hmm. just as a song in general, it's, again, similar to Comfortably Numb where the voice is kind of this mellow kind mm-hmm. of Sodom thing. And then during the chorus, it just jumps up. And this is one of the songs that I heard at um, at the Aussie Floyd concert. Yeah. And it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, this definitely. is definitely, I'd say, a very underrated mm-hmm. song. And because it is yeah. one of the, the 26, I think, yeah. songs in this album, definitely a huge album, double the songs in Dark yeah. Side of the Moon. But yeah, this is definitely a fantastic song. Yeah. So just really quick to just finish, Run Like Hell was him running from his, his feelings. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the worms is him kind of just realizing, like, there's nothing he can do. He just needs to wait to die. Stop is, like, 30 seconds. And it, <laughs> it's, it's, like, one of the shortest songs on the album. And it's just, like, I want to go home. I want to leave the show. And that that's it. It's just, like, him quitting. And then the trial is, like, him talking to himself. And everyone in that you've seen, like, his teacher, his mother, talk. And they debate, and then finally the judge says, tear down the wall. And then they tear down the wall, and then the last song outside the wall is him, and then he says he's all alone, but he sees that he's outside the wall, and it's it's a song of happiness. And at the end, Mm -hmm. there's a little melody that you heard at the very beginning on the first track, which kind of just shows that, like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, and this is just... Yeah. An absolutely beautiful album. Yeah, and what you what you said earlier about how it never really stops and ends is like at the end of the trial, you hear the wall crumble, mm-hmm. and then at outside the wall, you hear him like be outside of it. Well, this is definitely a lot of. Yeah, it's, like it, a new... that was an hour and forty like five minutes in like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I wish I did. I do wish we have had more time. <laughs> More time for this. I apologize about that. But I do wish you had more time. Yeah. But 
definitely a fantastic album. Yeah. Am I convinced? I'd say there's definitely more story behind the wall. Yes. Um, I mean, more Pink Floyd songs is better, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I would have to stick with Dark Side of the Moon in saying that in one sitting, turning off the lights and listening yes. to this, it's an experience you're never going to have. Definitely. Like, like I, wish, I wish I could go back, and All I think right. you would too, if we could go back mm-hmm. and listen to that. You know, I, I, I totally respect that, but, but I made my case, and I think The Wall is underappreciated. It definitely is. Yeah. But so. I'm uh I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah. I think that was definitely productive. Mm-hmm. Productive was and, very productive. I mean Oh yeah. Also we wanted to tell them about the email. Yeah, so that that kinda closes up the show. But if you have any recommendations, you can email us at what was the what was it called? <laughs> <laughs> it's called the um the name of it is <laughs> oh it was um it was contact the beat contact the beat at gmail.com but in between contact the it's um yeah it's contact the beat but there's there's only one t so it's, it's like contact h e beat yeah so so contact us there we definitely want all yeah. the suggestions possible and we're not only going to stick to classic rock in these songs. Yeah, we can we can go to Green Day or whatever we're feeling. Definitely anything, anything at all. So mm-hmm. let us know because yeah. this show is going to run off suggestions and yes. just give us stuff to talk about. And if we don't know the album, we'll sit down together and we'll listen to the entire album. And we'll Maybe. learn it. Yeah. So special thanks to Joe Conway and James James Jackson. They've really helped us with the production of this show. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the beat is produced by Bennett Bogus and Chris Vergonomsky. Um, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you on the next installation. Thanks for listening. See you.